is Digital Marketer. Hello and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Snavely. And in today's episode, we're learning a bit more about monetizing your content. That's right, we're talking partnerships, we're talking sponsorships, we're talking sales. And who better to lead the way than the wonderful Carrie Nab? Carrie has sold millions of dollars in sponsorships for Digital Marketer, Traffic and Conversion Summit, War Room Mastermind, and The Scalable Company. And what I love is her relationship-based approach. If you want to know how to get started with monetizing your media or events, I'll let her show you the way. Hey, DM listeners, did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader, and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. Here it is. Hello, Carrie. Welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. Oh, hey, Jenna. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here today. Me too. I always, every episode I say, I'm so excited you're here is like the first thing I say. And I've realized I say that too much, but like every time I am excited that they're here. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I always say I'm excited to be here, but that's also really true. So I am excited to be here. We're fine. This is fun for me. Yeah. So Carrie, give us just a brief overview. Cause I mean, I know from the title, people will know what we're talking about. But before we dive into everything that you're going to explode everyone's like minds and dreams with, who are you and what do you do at Scalable and Digital Marketer? Yeah. So, well, I'm Carrie Nab. I'm the, my official title is Partnership Manager. I've been with the company for over seven years, but I've only been in the, the Partnership Manager for the last year and a month, actually. Before that, yeah, I started this job a year ago in June. That's crazy. Yeah. But I've been with DM for a long time. I was on the events team. And so when we were doing lots of live events and TNC, content and commerce, even working for other people, other companies, you know, wanted our events team to do jobs for them. And so we contracted out with them. But I was really involved in the actual just event part, you know, all the fun stuff like registration, you know, where's the coffee, like all of that stuff. I never really had any sales experience or did anything like that. And then we were at TNC one year and they needed some help in the booth. We had just started our certified partner program and they needed someone to go help the other sales reps that were in there. So they sent me over and I just started talking to people because that's what I do. Like one of my 
friends from high school. Her dad nicknamed me the talking girl because that's <laughs> I'm the talking I'm the talking girl. I talk all the time. And so that's what I did. I just went in the booth and started talking to people and they would ask questions. And if I didn't know the answer, I'd find someone who did. And that was my first like baby foray into sales. I've in my previous life, I've been a PR director. I was a stay-at-home mom been super involved in schools, like school district stuff, but I'd never sold anything. And this was a little taste of it. And I really liked it. And my favorite part of it, I mean, it's, I mean, yes, sales can be really thrilling. And a lot of people that do sales, they like love, right? They love the thrill or the closing of a deal. And I'm not going to lie. That's super fun. But for me, the most important thing and what I get out of it is so many amazing relationships. Like I have relationships with people. I know their grandkids' names. I know where they're going on vacation. I know that one of them is in an RV right now going up and down the Pacific coast. You know, like it's that. It's just like the whole personal and kind of friendship that comes out of it. And that's how I am. Like, that's who I am as a person. So the way I sell is very relational. Like, it's not, it's definitely not transactional, even though eventually a transaction ends up happening, but that's never how I go into it. I always just am curious about the person and their company and what makes them tick and really trying to find like the perfect match. And so, um, that's kind of how I've come at it. And that's kind of how I've lived this roller coaster of, <laughs> of what I've been doing for the last, you know, several years is just, oh, like, well, we have these people coming to this thing and, or we have this, you know, whether it be this podcast, even we have this podcast and these are the people who listen to it. And I think that your company would be such a great fit and you can help the people that listen and then it helps you. And so like, let's marry this together. Let's get this together and make it work for everybody. And that's kind of how I've done this job for the last, you know, forever. Yeah. I I love that too, because I think a lot of times the perception of sales in general is kind of like this slimy, cheesy, kind of cold call thing. And it really can just be so personable. Like you remind me of like a million like women who I've known through work and I've known because it's like my aunt or it's because it's like my mom's best friend or it's like, you know, my cousin growing up, like you, like you're so easy to get to know and so easy to talk to and creating those relationships. Like I can't tell you how many times I've worked with someone on a piece of content or a podcast episode. And I mentioned like our ambassador program and I'm like, Oh yeah, Carrie Knapp leads that. And they're like, love Carrie. Love her. And it's like, Carrie took, that makes me feel so good. (laughs) Yeah. Carrie told you to spend thousands of dollars on something and you still (laughs) love her (laughs) for the longest time. Digital marketer. We did not have ads on our content. We did not mail for other people. We did not do any kind of like, like we didn't have ads on our podcast. Like tell me about 
when this opportunity came around and like how this team got built? Yeah. So, I mean, interestingly enough, when I started the partnership manager position, that was mainly affiliate focused because I do have relationships with different people. So it was just like, yeah, like we can like talk to them about this, which is completely separate from what we're talking about with the studio. So the studio is like it's in like an in-house ad agency, so to speak. And I think that, you know, I was working with Aaron and like we were looking at some of these things and it I'm not actually 100% sure how it happened. I mean, like I can't really say like, oh yeah, there was this moment we just went, "Oh, light bulb, we should <laughs> do this." But it was, you know, we look at other people's stuff too, right? Like I personally read the hustle. Like I love that newsletter. It's super great. And they always have ads. And the other thing is, is if you remember, I'm sure no one has forgotten yet that we got hit with this massive like crisis all over the world with, you know, COVID and the pandemic and people couldn't go to live events. Live events were not happening no matter what. But that doesn't mean that businesses don't still really need leads. I mean, they you need leads in order to do business. Like you have mm-hmm. to get customers. And for a lot of my clients, you know, big events like TNC and and content and commerce and other big events we did, this was their go-to. Like this is where they would you know, put their money and go and meet a lot of potential clients. Well, when that, you can't do that. The need for clients and leads doesn't stop unless you want your business to stop. So I think it was just the perfect thing where we had, it was the same audience. Like it's still our audience that we have grown through all these years. The same audience that's listening to our podcast, the same audience that's listening or reading, sorry, not listening, reading our newsletters. These are the same people that go to TNC. So it was just kind of this natural thing that happened where it's like, well, hey, if they can't go to a live event, but we still, our clients still want to reach our people, then why don't we make an offering for them where they can still reach our people? And get the leads that they need and do the business that they need to do. And then at the same time, we can do something we've never done before. We had never done this before, where we looked at content that we had were already producing and figured out a way to monetize it where it was good for us, but honestly, it's really good for the clients. Like Mm -hmm. and and having never done it, you know, we did all kinds of fun things like. We priced our podcast, (laughs) our monthly podcast prices were like insane, like so (laughs) expensive. And it was like, hmm, I wonder why nobody's like doing this. And so (laughs) then we, you know, we found a sweet spot. We found Mm -hmm. a sweet spot that businesses were like, oh my gosh. And it also helped that there were a couple of clients who... I have relationships with that I've had for a long time and there's a level of trust because they know I would never steer them wrong, nor would I ever lie to them or make something seem like it's better than it's not. Cause I, that is not who I am and that's not what I do. 
Mm -hmm. Definitely not. No offense to any car salesman out there listening, but I'm not that kind of a salesperson. So they took a chance. And I think like, I'm like, thank you guys so much because they took a chance on us and it paid off. It paid off for them in spades. They like want the clients I'm talking about are um, conversion fanatics, uh, Justin Christensen and Manish um, Punjabi. And they've done testimonials for us. So I can, I can, you know, refer to them. Mm-hmm. They had so many leads. They didn't even know what to do with it. They literally did not know what to do with the leads that they got just from advertising on our podcasts because their product resonated with our listeners. And so once we figured that out and then got the prices right, then it was just letting people know. It was literally just like, hey, here's an opportunity for you guys to do, to still get to our people And to maybe, you know, like our listeners are looking for what you're offering and we can like put the two together. And that's exactly what happened. And we don't have pot, like our podcast slots are sold for the entire, like there's not an open slot on our podcast until 2022 (laughs) and not even the first month of 2022, like into 2022, which is great because we figured out how to make it perfect for everybody. Mm-hmm. And we did the same thing with the newsletter. Like we just started doing newsletter ads, honestly, back in April. This is very new. And the same thing, it's exactly the same. Clients need to reach the people that read the newsletter and we can help them out. And we have an amazing team. So we have, you know, we have writers on our team that help write the ad copy. They help the clients, you know, get to that. Like what is the best call to action for them? Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, our graphics, like Jamie makes these amazing graphics that go in these ads and we've stepped up what we're offering them. So like the people that are, are, you know, advertisers for the newsletter, like it says that the newsletter, like they've partnered with us and they have a great ad and it's native. It's not salesy. It doesn't look you know, people are, they really resonating with this and it's been uber successful and like the podcast. Now the newsletter ads aren't sold out through the whole year, but considering we just started doing this in April, like we don't have any ad slots open until the very end of August. So it's just, it's been really good. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's exciting because we're helping, we're helping our clients and we're also helping our audience yeah. and putting the two together is a great thing. So I've been yeah. super stoked about this. I love it. It's, I feel like it's been really impactful. And I know for those of you listening right now, like if, if you have, if, if they're listening and they have a media space that they think an advertiser would, it would be worthwhile. Like, what does it look like to one, find the right contact, to find the right company to partner with? And two, what does it look like to start that conversation? And what does it look like to have the conversation? So I think like, I think like where I probably have a tidge of a leg up in that is just that I've, I have been working with a lot of these clients for years. Mm -hmm. And so I, I know who 
to call. Like I know who to reach out to and and who's going to do really well with our audience. And so that part is like, you know, <laughs> plus one for Carrie, just because yeah. <laughs> I know these guys. If I were brand new, like if I had never done this before and I was just starting out and I'm like, oh, okay, who can we reach out to? I'd say start with your own customers first. That would be where I would go. Like if, if I had no clients at all, and no one I'd ever had a relationship with. And I wanted someone to possibly advertise in our newsletter. Then the first thing I would do is in the newsletter, I would add something that says, would you like to advertise with us? Because a lot of times your best clients are already your current customers, like people mm-hmm. that use your stuff. And, and like, I mean, obviously, like, we love it when our, you know, digital marketer and scalable when our customers like our stuff, obviously. And so who knows, like they could possibly advertise with us and reach a whole new audience. So I would start there. Like if I were brand new out of the gate, no experience at all, I would, I would go to my current client list and say, hey, this is something that you guys might want to think about or just be like, hey, so we're offering this. What do you think? If I were, if, if someone that's listening to this podcast does have media and if that media is specifically a newsletter, let's just talk about a newsletter in, at first. Yeah, keep it simple. Um, you know, the best thing about newsletter advertising is fill it, fill it. <laughs> and then, and then you can go back and monetize it, right? So maybe mm. when you're, it, it always helps to give your clients like, hey, this is new and we want to test it out. How do you feel about being our little baby guinea pig, right? Like you'd be our little guinea pig and then we'll give you a really good deal and let's just see how this works. Because then what you have is if it works the way you're both wanting it to and the partnership is there, then you can get a testimonial and they're going to, you know, tell about their experience. And if their experience is great, then that's great. And then you can use that to attract other clients. So again, like that's, that'd be someplace else if I had never done this before. And actually I did do this. So I have done this before and I still did this. (laughs) I I did, you know, when we first got started, I was like, Hey, do you want to try this? You know, like Mm -hmm. try it if you like it. And then what's amazing is they try it and then they're like, this is awesome. And we're getting Mm -hmm. really good leads from this. So we would like to buy, you know, four more issues. And we're like, yay. (laughs) That was easy. That was easy. Well, it's not easy, but but still (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, and it's super fulfilling because you're helping everybody. Everybody's getting helped in this lake. Customers are finding solutions. Clients are getting a solution and it's a solution. It's a win-win-win. It is a win-win-win. And I love win-win-wins. Yeah. So you mentioned that, you know, a lot of your experience lies in event sponsorships. So what's up with that right now? (laughs) Well, Jenna... (laughs) Yeah, like events are back. They are back. I think that everyone did the very best that they could mm-hmm. during the pandemic to try and still have these places for people to interact and virtual events, you know, 
they were a thing. And they, I think that they served their purpose in the interim because we didn't have a choice. Like no one had a choice. So if you wanted to connect whatever, you're going to have to do it virtually. But I think that as humans, just that one-to-one contact, just that, you know, and I'm not saying like, you need to go at an event now and like run up and hug someone or even shake (laughs) their hand. Like, I mean, let's all just be reasonable, right? But I think that we crave that personal, not touch, that's not the word I'm looking for, but just that personal connection. Mm-hmm. And you get that when you're right there with someone, their, your, their body language, you know, if they're smiling, which you can still see that on like, you can still see that on a Zoom call or, or on a virtual event, but it's just, it's the excitement. It's everything, just the whole ether of a live event is like something that can't be replicated inside our computers. Yeah, And so now that we've gotten more of a handle on what's going on with COVID and people have kind of figured out, you know, the safety precautions and the different things that we need to do to keep everybody safe. I think that people are chomping at the bit to get back into a live event. And the first live event that we did actually was last November um, for some of you who may not know. We have a mastermind, it's called War Room, and we usually meet about once a quarter. And of course, the War Room, you know, that networking event, like everything else, just came to a halt because of COVID. But we did an event in November, and that was before things like, like things were starting to open up. And we were in Austin, which is where our company's based. So in Texas, things were a little bit more open. So we were able to have this event, lots of safety precautions, everyone wore masks. Like it, like I thought they did such a great job of really, you know, taking care of this, but people were so excited. Like they were freaking out like, oh, we're actually going to come and just so happy to see each other. So happy to network. So I think that that's what we're going to see, you know, as more of these events are now coming to be live, people are just fired up. Like they want to see their colleagues or they not even colleagues. They want to see people. They want to make connections. Just a ra- to- I'll see just a rando. I don't even yeah. care. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I'll be like, Oh, Hey, it just gives me more opportunity another to another person to talk to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we did that. And then now we've had our last two war rooms since then have been live, like, you know, and people are coming and they're doing business and it's great. Like it's really good for everyone that these events are coming back. And I feel like as long as you have your, you know, all of the safety precautions that you can take in place, you can really make it something cool for Mm -hmm. people. So actually, and on that note, like we are going to be doing an event in Austin on November 2nd and 3rd called um, Scalable Impact Live, which is going to be for entrepreneurs to come. But I'm so excited because that's besides the mastermind, this is going to be the first live event that we've done. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. So how that works with sponsors and sponsorship for that is that the the main reason that a company wants to sponsor a live event, it's there's two things. One is brand awareness. 
and the other is lead gen. Mm-hmm. So lead generation and brand awareness. That those are the only reasons that companies will sponsor your event. And nine out of ten are there for lead gen. They're not really there for brand awareness. If they get some brand awareness while they're there, or they pay a little bit of extra, you know, to have like their logo put on an elevator or to sponsor coffee or something, that's fine. It just depends on what their budget is. But the reason people go to events is for lead generation. They want to make those connections. They want their sales reps to be there to talk to the clients, potential clients, and to make deals. And so that's why people sponsor events. Mm-hmm. And so as my job, when we have a live event, my job is to find the clients just like I would for a newsletter ad or just like I would for a podcast ad. You find the clients and the clients are the businesses that are going to be able to serve a need to your audience mm-hmm. that your audience can resonate with and that their product or service is something that you're, that the audience needs. So the audience is the attendees of your event, and then the clients are the businesses that are coming to sponsor. So like if you had an event that was, you know, more just marketing centric, you wouldn't necessarily bring in, you know, <laughs> like a shoe store or something. Yeah. Like, and that's like, that's not a very good, that's an actually a really bad example, but you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just know your audience know your clients. And again, just try to, to marry them together so that everybody lives happily ever after. And then they just want to keep coming back. Yeah. One interesting thing. I'd love your thought on this. I've been to some, some like professional events that were mainly catered towards women. And what kind of felt like the most demeaning was the type of sponsorships that they had. So it was like, it was like things that were not at all career related. It was like, you know, diet bars and like jewelry and stuff like that. And I'd love just your thoughts on like kind of that line between like making sure that, that the sponsors you have, you know, are connecting with the audience they want and also making sure that you're like, I don't know, I guess the, the word would be like, you know, respecting your audience at like the highest level? Like, how do you make sure that you're doing that when you're selling sponsorships? I mean, it's kind of like what I had just said, like you just, you, you want to make sure that the clients, that, that the product or service that the business is offering fits with the audience. Mm -hmm. And I know what you're talking about because I've been to events myself where there was some really strange booths. And I was like, did they just sell this just to make money? Like just Mm -hmm. to like, oh, you want to sponsor our event? Okay, come on in and sell, you know, whatever. Versus how it fits the actual audience and and the event itself. Like, you know, every event is different. There's events all over the world and every type of genre. Like there's events for, you know, oil and gas. There's events for, you know, defense. Like there's, I literally heard about an event where you could go and like, literally like buy defense stuff. And I mean, like 
war stuff, right? Mines. I'm not being, I don't know about mines. I'm not being very articulate, but you know what I mean? Like you could go buy a tank. Like if you're, you know, third world country, and you need a tank. I think there's an event where you can take care of that. So crazy. And you know, and then there's, there's awesome, like huge events like Comic Con, right? Which they're just like focused on, you know, this whole like otherworldly stuff. So there's all different kinds of types of events. And I think it's important that whether you're at an event like that or you're at a marketing event like what we do, just make sure that the people coming in that are going to be the ones being face forward to these people attending, that they are offering something that they need. Um, We have like, I've had um, a sponsor before for TNC. It was Bullet, Bullet Coffee, which... You know, some people might be like, well, how does that really fit? But I'll tell you what, that booth was so popular because they offer a sugar-free, you know, type of coffee. It's not geared towards men or women specifically. It's just geared for people. And it was a huge hit and people really liked it. But I've had other you know, clients or people reach out like when they're like kind of like doing an inquiry, like, Hey, we're interested in sponsoring your event. And I've looked at some of the stuff that they are offering and kind of been like, Oh, I'm like, I don't, I really don't see this as being a good fit. I don't feel like I feel. And I usually, I would never say to them, you're not going to be a good fit. Like, first of all, that's just rude. But what I do say is I want this to be super successful for you. You want your experience sponsoring. It's not cheap. Like it's not cheap to sponsor. Mm-hmm. And and the cost of the booth is minimal. Like the cost of the booth is a very small portion of what a sponsorship costs because if you're sending people, that means, you know, unless you're it's in your backyard, you know, you're buying flights, you're paying for hotel rooms, you're paying for meals. Ubers, taxis, whatever. Wow, yeah. Your booth equipment, whether that be pull-up banners, you have to have them made. You have to ship them. The shipping is, you know, kind of crazy. So there's a lot of factors that go into a sponsoring an event that's not just the price of the booth. And so if I had someone approach me that wanted to sponsor one of our events and I didn't feel like it was a good fit, I would just gently steer them Doop, doop. You need to go over here so that because <laughs> you don't want it to be a bad experience. That's the last mm-hmm. thing you want. Like yeah. you just, you know, so that's one way I've handled it. And luckily, most people inquiring about our events are like they know about us, like they know about digital marketer. They know about scalable. They are looking to reach our audience. They already have done their homework before they get mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, And so I don't have to do that. But I've also, you know, I've got a client that's amazing, like such a great client and they are killing it. Like they just love all of the advertising we're doing. But for them, a live event is not their favorite thing. Like it's, it's just something that they've had a hard time, you know, monetizing. So you're going to, and then other people, the majority of my clients, they, all day long want to sponsor live events. Like that's where they want to be. That's what they want to do. So it's just a matter of listening. You know, as much as Mm -hmm. I talk, I can listen. 
Sometimes <laughs> I can listen. It's, it's a lot of personal listen. relationships. Exactly. And yeah. honestly, just really care. Like you just have to care. You, you want them to be successful. My favorite thing ever is when I sell a sponsorship to someone or advertising to someone. And then when I reach back out to them and like, hey, how was it? And they come back and they're like, this was the best thing ever. And I can't wait to do it again. What's next? That is so amazing. That's such a great feeling. That's awesome. And I try to have that with I want that feeling with every single. That's my like thrill of the sale. It's not actually even the thrill of the sale. It's the thrill <laughs> of the renewal. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the you get you set us up with something amazing and it's been really good for us and now we want to do it again and again and again. And I'm like, heck that. yeah. That's perfect. Well, Carrie, we're getting to the end of our time. And before I ask you, I do have one final question. But before I ask it, I'd love you to just tell everyone like if they want to reach out to you where they can, if you know, they want to learn more about like any of the events you talked about or, or sponsoring or even just like becoming your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because you were like, I'm going to ask you one more question. I'm like, I'm a Gemini. I can answer that. <laughs> That's why I'm so talky, right? Because mm-hmm. we're communicators. Yeah, no. So if anyone wants any more information, you can just reach out to me. My email is carrie.nab at digitalmarketer.com. And you spell my first name, C-A-R-E-Y, and then dot nab. And nab is N as in Nancy, two A's. So A-A, B as in boy. And again, that's just at digitalmarketer.com. I'm always happy to hear from people. If you can email me if you want to ask me a question outside of this podcast. I'm happy to answer any questions that you have. And I have a, I don't think I'm going to do my calendar link on here because I don't know how we would do it, but people can email me there. And then if someone wants to jump on a call from that email, I'm happy to then share my calendar link and we'll get you on the calendar. And then we can just chat about life and sponsorships and all kinds of fun stuff. But yeah, and then, like I said, we have this scalable impact live event coming up in Austin. It'll be at the Fairmont, November 2nd through 3rd. We have some great sponsorship opportunities for it. And they're like some really cool, like fun, diverse type things that we have not always done before. So we're kind of spreading our wings. Yeah, we're kind of spreading our wings a little bit with this. And offering some different things. So I have a media kit that I can share. If someone emails me, I'm happy to send it over to them. Awesome. Perfect. And Carrie, my last question is, if you could go back in time and tell yourself, so we'll say the you that maybe was learning about certified partner for the first time and about to make her first <laughs> like sales conversation ever. <laughs> If you could tell that Carrie anything at all, what would you tell her and why? Well, first of all, I would tell her that she had no idea how much she was going to fall in love with sales because I'd never done that before. I would tell her to get busy and start earlier because I think that I could have been doing this my entire life. And I had no idea that my gift for Gab would translate into making these awesome relationships and 
yeah, I wish I would have started doing this a lot earlier. And yeah, and just like, I don't have to tell my other self to stay positive. I think that's something I try to do all the time. I try to be super positive and, and happy. But yeah, I would just be like, girl, you should have done this like 10 years before. I should have, I literally should have been able to be like, oh, I've been doing this for 20 years instead of seven. Yeah. Because yeah, I love it. Like love, You're love, amazing love it. At it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Carrie. It's fun. Like when you go to your job every on. day. Yeah. And you just get to talk to people. <laughs> I love on them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Oh, it was so fun, Jenna. Anytime. If you want to pick a new topic, I can talk about, I mean, I can talk about all the things just, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all just email, you know, hit me up and engage LinkedIn. Let me know what you want to hear more from Carrie about because she's got a wealth of knowledge. She's got like not only years of experience, but also just the personality that is right for the job. And she just, she knows so much intuitively just about people and making connections. And she's just, I feel very lucky to know you and to get to work with you every day. Well, not every day, but a lot of days. (laughs) Jenna, you're going to make me blush. Like that's so sweet. I love working with you too. Like I was so excited when you said, Hey, do you want to be on the podcast? I was like, yes, yes, I'll do it. (laughs) Well, this is really good. Yeah. Thank you. And to you out there listening, it means so much to have a little bit of your day each week and we'll see you same time, same place next week. Goodbye. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.